You are now tuned in to episode 68 of the IBU Podcast. My name is Jay Torres, and with me tonight is my co-host, Nick Pro. Nick, what's up, man? How are you doing tonight? What are we drinking? We are drinking Alakash Triple, which is a Belgian-style golden ale, brewed and bottled in Portland, Maine. Very excited for this one, Jay. Um, longtime fan of Alagash. I do not remember the last time I, I had an Alagash beer. I do remember the Alagash beer that I had the last time I drank it, which was its uh, famous white, yeah, uh, white ale, which is excellent. And uh, that was, I don't know, years ago. And never had this one. This one was your pick, Jay. So tell us a little bit about it. Yeah. Um so this is Allagash Trapel. Uh, this strong golden ale carries herbal notes and passion fruit in the aroma. Suggestions of honey and biscuit are found in the beer's complex, varied palate. Brewed with our two-row barley blend, hopped with nugget and hallertau, then fermented mm-hmm. on our house yeast. Trapel offers up a complex yet dry finish. Um, I mm. didn't get to meet up with you last week, and uh, we didn't get to exchange beers so we're kind of like racking our brains and Allagash popped into my head I actually had Allagash White Mm -hmm. when was it Uh, yesterday oh okay so that was kind of fresh it was kind of fresh on the brain yeah yeah um had Allagash White and then um went to Whole Foods today and uh saw this there and thought yeah we should do something from Allagash something not an IPA uh and I'm a fan of Belgian beers so I saw this decided to pick it up um 9.2% ABV I have to say Jay the um the description those tasting notes are right up my alley and uh, I've found I've I guess I don't know, experienced, I guess is the word, uh, similar tasting notes in some IPAs and double IPAs that I've had in the past. So yeah. for those to show up in something that is a Belgian uh, golden ale is intriguing to me. And um, this would this is not our first Belgian that we've had on the show. Uh, obviously, we've had the, uh, if you're, well, not obviously, if you've listened or <laughs> you recall, longtime listeners, we did have... Help me out with the pronunciation on this, Jay. <laughs> no. fin, fin de Dumont. La Fin Dumont. La Fin Dumont. Man, that was terrible. I butchered that one. All right. <laughs> no um, I don't remember my exact rating on that one, Jay, but I do remember that it was, I guess it was good. Do we have another one besides that that I'm we, completely blanking on? Um, No, I think that was the only one. That was it, that right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And okay. I think you were a fan. And okay. um, we both felt it at the, towards the end of the episode, and um, I'm looking forward to this one. What do you see on the on the, uh, the appearance? Well, golden ale. I, I think that that's that's what it looks like. It's got a great um, kind of deep. It's kind of like a. Um, I don't want to say it's not quite amber, but golden no, no. is I think the right descriptor for it. Uh, really beautiful color wise. I think yeah. I think it's just like a light golden color on the appearance um not hazy per se no I but i so. i would dare say this is maybe unfiltered uh yeah. not knowing too much about belgians correct me if i'm wrong anyone listening uh but it, even though it is it's got the bubbles going rising to the top you know right. with that bottle conditioning and, yeah. and that evervescence if you will which is which looks great really adds to that appearance um Definitely not transparent. Um, I, I'm. It, it's not quite murky, but no, I, I, uh, it definitely I, has definitely has some body to it. Yeah, I'm trying to 
come up with an adjective to describe it. You know, it's not murky. It's not hazy. I would say it's cloudy or not. not yeah, cloudy. yeah. I like. I no, no. no I like cloudy. cloudy. I okay. think that that's. I think that that's the best way to put it. Absolutely. And it's got it for me at least, Jay. I don't know how you did on the pour, if if any of it came out on your end, but um, really beautiful, uh, frothy egg white head yeah. for me on this one. I was gonna say that I was gonna bring that up next um, with these Belgians. Uh, when you pour them out, it, a nice thick um, head uh, forms on the, at the top, and it you know it makes for a great picture when you've got it all oh, the yeah. way up to the top. Um, yes, it's, sir. Mine's dying down a little bit, but um, mm-hmm. yeah. First thing I oh, noticed it, was was the head. It's got a, it's got a really beautiful, inviting appearance. What what are you getting on the nose, Jay? Um, I was just looking at the notes and I was taking a, a whiff. Um, passion fruit <laughs> definitely is, comes comes through. Big, yeah, passion fruit. Getting a little bit of uh, bubble gum coming in. I would assume from the yeah, yeast sweetness. on this. Yeah, sweetness is coming in, but definitely not cloyingly so. And the adjective that's coming to mind for me, Jay, I don't know about you, it's clean. Yeah. It's got a very clean, crisp aroma. Um, it, it, uh, the fruit notes are bright, and it's it just it smells, I'll put it this way, and I don't know why it's just, I, mean, I don't know, actually it's the same style beer more or less, but it's really, you know, calling back my memory of uh, the... I'm not even going to try to say the name again. <laughs> the Dumont, Luffin Dumont. Thank you. Um, this smells a lot fresher and cleaner. I could than see that. that did. Yeah, if I that makes that. any sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of the times with the Belgians, you get um, for me sweetness. Like you can smell the sweetness coming through. You know, it's going to be super sweet. <laughs> but this, yeah. yeah, I can see clean. I can definitely see where the clean comes from. Yes, sir. Let's see if the taste follows the nose and the appearance on this, Jay. Why don't we uh, raise one up now? Let's do this. Been looking forward to this, man. Cheers. Cheers. Wow, dude. Clean definitely comes through. It's not overly sweet. Sometimes when when I drink these Belgians, you get that really heavy sweet aftertaste i don't Mm -hmm. get any of that it's it goes down easy i can't tell that it's 9.2 percent to be honest it's super clean bright Mm -hmm. complex um definitely getting that passion fruit big coming in on the flavor for me um also whoa i'm Mm -hmm. like i mean fresh is the is the word that's jumping out to me in my limited Belgian experience, it's like this is it's um, it's very vibrant. It's very alive to me. It, it like it it um, it perked me up right away. It, it was one of those where you know my eyes kind of went big. Yeah, and I, you know, and, you know, again, I don't know how much of that is lack of experience with Belgians. Quite frankly, you know, I've had a few here and there, but. Wow, I mean, this the fr- the fruit coming in is not quite fruit fruit like no, a, no, no, let's no. say like a uh, like a sour or something infused with fruit, but this style with those with those quality and not qualities but those tasting notes that it was able to produce to me are it's it's very exciting in the sense that I've been very accustomed to fruit notes like I mentioned prior when you were doing the description. Uh, from IPAs and those types of ales to taste those notes 
or similar notes, if you will, from a golden Belgian ale to me is very it's very exciting to my palate, and it's it's uh, a welcome change of pace from the usual beers that we've had on the show and just that I enjoy in general. This is this is tasting great. Um, I was looking at the bottle. Uh, mine was bottled on February first, so we're looking mm. at what is that? Three months. What is? What do you? What do you have? Mm-hmm. Mm. Mine was also bottled on February first. Wow, looks like got yeah. the same run. Two two different locations. I purchased mine at Bevmo, and you at Whole Foods, Cupertino. Yeah, interesting. Looks like we got the same shipment mm-hmm. over from uh, from Maine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and also. Um, thought it was interesting i um immediately i, know uh, I don't want to say i don't want to say i look for it per se just because i have tend to have had or i tend to have a lot of smaller brewery cans you know the good old 16 ounce silver cans that we so love <laughs> but it's it's great to see the independent yeah brewing association or brewers brewers or brewing brewers association their upside down bottle logo on the side of this label. Yeah, yeah, I remember talking about that, and I did notice it on on this bottle. I saw it on another beer that I bought. I think it was Drake's. Um, mm-hmm. I bought a couple bombers over the weekend, and um, mm-hmm. I did notice that. So yeah, I'm starting to see it pop up more and more. Yeah, and you know what? This beer, the more that I drink it, Jay, this is really interesting to me because. First and foremost, my overall impression on this is for this is that it is very easy to drink. Yes. Uh-huh. Um the ABV is <laughs> you can't taste I mean it, the right? level the level of finesse that Allagash pulled off of this is is like yeah, I I want to almost say mind-blowing. It's ridiculous. It's I mean, if you were to give this to me, I would say, "Oh, this is you know, again, not being too familiar, but I don't know, a five percenter. I mean, I would assume that this is like a light Belgian golden ale, like um I don't say Duvel. I still haven't had Duvel, by the way, but I mean I'm fairly familiar with it. I believe it's like a six, seven percent yeah, beer. That fits around there, yeah. I would I would venture to guess maybe in that range. Yeah, I would guess but, seven. Yeah, but I mean nine percent. Yeah, maybe I'm going a little bit extreme on the five, but yeah. <laughs> but for a nine, I mean, there's there's no way. I mean, but here's here's the thing, and here's what makes this beer immediately very intriguing to me is the fact that it's able to pull off the that easy drinking quality with you know also being that high ABV, but also being very complex. Um, yeah, the passion fruit is jumping out, but there's a ton other f- of other flavors swirling around. There's that effervescence. There's that light right. mouthfeel. Um, it's light, but it's also substantial. You know, you're, you you feel like you're drinking, you know, a, a, a well made, balanced beer. You know, something that is would be enjoyable. You know, out. You know, sitting on a patio yeah. somewhere you know, at a restaurant, you know, enjoying the day yeah, yeah. Uh, in the middle of the day, but also is very welcome, you know, at, at 10 p.m. with us recording <laughs> after a, a rough Tuesday oh, man. Know, on the on the job. So, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's to me, I'm just, I mean, yeah, I'm very, you know, I got a lot of words for this one, Jay, but um, I, I think it's a, just a 
more than anything, it's a great change of pace for me. Yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, we, we lean on the IPAs, but yeah, I decided to go with uh, one of my um, one of my favorites, Belgian mm-hmm. style uh, ale. So, um, oh, man. Yeah, we'll continue to drink this throughout the show. Um, yeah. I mean, that fin- really quick, Jay, before yeah, no, no, we go. Move, move over. But again, that finish. It's crazy. Right? Let, me, let me just say. <laughs> Zero alcohol burn. Zero. <laughs> Not even just like, oh, you know, sometimes let me just point this out. Again, listeners of the show, you you know it because we've said it on multiple shows where there's a high ABV double IPA, for example. And for that particular style, Jay and I agree, oh, this is very well hidden, but oh, you know, you can kind of taste a little bit of that alcohol burn on the back end. Or yeah. oh, it's it's substantial and it is. It, oh, it definitely tastes like a nine percent or whatever. There's zero of that going on with this, There's and no. not just that. It's extremely crisp, yeah, right. light, and refreshing, and it's got a super soft, you know, besides the mouthfeel, the finish. And I'm just, <laughs> I'm very Jay. <laughs> great pick. Thanks, man. Um, all right, let's move on to some some follow up. Uh, <laughs> Our buddy Ming Chi Kuo has made it to our follow-up list again. Uh, you put this in yes. there. Uh, what's up? What's going on with our buddy Ming? Ming is departing his post over at KGI, oh, the man. firm that he's been at for a number of years, reporting on Apple and upcoming products. We featured him on the show multiple times, and I'm very saddened. You know, too bad we don't have any Mickeys or St. Ides or Old English <laughs> for him. But I'm extremely sad to learn that he is leaving and moving on to another position that is non-Apple related. And it's just, you know, hey, it's one of those things that is very surprising. And I didn't see this coming. I don't know about you, Jay. I no, mean, I had no idea. He's just, I mean, he's just been on a roll as of late. I mean, we featured him on the, on the show multiple times. I mean, that's not even every time that he's predicted something or, you know, gotten some yeah, insight, yeah. insight from the supply chain. And, uh, I, you know, I mean, German's still out there, of course. You know, he's he's great and his sources are great. But, man, I just can't help but wonder if, you know, we're going to have somebody come in, take his place or what's going to happen. Or, you know, maybe he's going to, you know, pull like a Macalope or something and assume a different identity and <laughs> still drop some leaks. Who knows? But... I don't know about you, Jay, but I cannot help but be a little bit, um, what's the word I'm looking for here? Not skeptical, but I, I find it very interesting, the timing of this announcement, which I don't know the exact time frame, days, right. I think maybe it was a week or so, maybe two weeks after something that we featured on a previous show, which is, of course, the fact that that memo from Apple was leaked regarding leakers and the fact that Apple is, you know, coming down hard on them and, you know, not just firing Apple employees, but, you know, throwing the book at them. So hmm. I, I would, I would say it's not related because I, um, if I remember correctly, that uh, memo that leaked about the leakers, they specifically called out Mark German or nine to five Mac in, in the, in that uh, memo. Mm-hmm. And um, I think it's it's I don't think it's related necessarily. Maybe it is. It's maybe it isn't. Who knows? But yeah, um, yeah I uh, I'm interested to see where. I mean, Mark Gurman's going to keep uh, leaking, or uh, he's going to have his scoops. 
But as far as Ming-Chi Kuo, I wonder who's going to take... I'm guessing someone's going to take his spot. Um, but then again, he Ming-Chi Kuo had all the relationships. He had all this, his sources uh, uh, in the supply chain. And, you know, once he leaves, um, mm-hmm. you know, he takes those sources with him. And, you know, uh, he and it, in the article, it says that he's not he's going to mo- move on to report on other things not necessarily apple so um mm-hmm. who knows maybe we're gonna go through a quiet period where there's less uh s- scoops uh yeah. like 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 the ones that he broke but um yeah it we're, we're coming up real fast to wwdc and um the new iphones in september so i think whatever yeah. he has reported you know for for this coming year is is set in stone but i'm interested to see for the next year after the iphone's uh, what's going to happen, who's going to uh, leak, or who's going to break some uh, news stories. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. we'll it, we'll see, but um, I'm sad to see him go. Well, I, I am too. I mean, this guy, I mean, talk about being on, on a roll the past few years. I mean, this guy, you know, whoever he knew in the supply chain, man, he was getting <laughs> all the scoops. And Jay, you think it's a coincidence? That's that's fine. That's your opinion. I am going to go on record and offer up a theory. And Jay, I told you this online, but I'm going to just put it out there on the show. But I think Tim Cook sent his goons out to, <laughs> to Ming Chi Kuo's door and just, you know, strong armed him. And I don't know, man. Maybe showed up with a lead pipe or something and you know told him, <laughs> I, hey, I can't picture Tim Cook with his you know Southern hospitality. Uh, sending guys to Ming Chi Kuo's home, but whatever. I can picture, <laughs> I can picture him kind of like a super villain. I don't know, put an eye patch on him and have him sit like at a throne or something or a chair with a white cat, and you know, have his little <laughs> like squad of. Yeah, I don't know. You know, t- you know Tim Evil. I you know I can see it, but no, I'm just I'm kidding. But no, I mean, yeah, we'll we'll see what happens and. um you know, it, again, that's the biggest thing that I'm really interested to see is is somebody to come right in and just you know, because I don't know about you, Jay. I don't know if you've ever heard of this um, this character, but I I, I kind of pay attention to uh, to Android leaks as well. And there's this there was this guy for many years similar to Ming Chi Kuo. His name was Ev Leaks. Who, oh yeah, yeah, I've seen I've seen um, his uh, Twitter handle. Uh, yeah, and it was up. it was interesting. He retired a few years back, which was very oh. temporary he's since has okay he's back and he's doing leaks and stuff but it was <laughs> it was interesting do, doing leaks um <laughs> it was interesting because once when he d- did retire that um and i don't know if he was around before but it was just i i started noticing him after ev leaks quote unquote retired it was another guy that came on the scene and his name was on leaks o-n and it was almost the timing. And I don't know if it was me just seeing it when I saw it. Who knows? But it seemed like he kind of came on after Evleeks left and was like, "Okay, I'm the new leaker," <laughs> and and hey, here I am. You know. So again, I don't know if that was just an isolated thing or if that's kind of the norm or what. I, I you know I'm not too in tune with the whole leaker scene, but I, I, I'd be curious to see if somebody's going to step in. Or if somebody is, I don't know, his protege or whatever have right. you, right. it's going to come out of the shadows and, and take on Dr. Cook and his <laughs> evil empire. So we'll, we'll just have to see. Yeah, I'm interested to see what happens with uh, 
with his absence. So uh, um, moving on to our tech topic. Yes. Um, when did this come out? This news came out last week, I believe. Um, yeah. And it's something, you know, it's it's not, thankfully, I think we, I feel like we talk about Apple. Uh, I mean, obviously we're, we're, we're fans, but we talk about Apple yeah. way too much. Um, but I'm, <laughs> I'm kind of glad that this, this came up and we chose it for our tech topic this week. Uh, so T-Mobile announced uh, they are going to buy Sprint. Yes. And uh, there's a story on The Verge, and there's a YouTube video where the CEOs of Sprint and T-Mobile announce that they're going to merge. Um, mm-hmm. Why don't you lay it out for the listeners out there? Right on, Jay. Thank you so much. And I think this one is its very apt in general because I think it's, it's just very exciting technology news in general. But also for the show, because if you recall or if you've been listening... Um, you'll know that Jay and I both have phones that we use on both of these networks, right. Jay T-Mobile and myself Sprint on my work Android phone. And um, Jay, you've been a T-Mobile customer now for what? Ten <sighs> year, over ten years? No, not um, that long. I've been I've been I've popped around between AT and T and T-Mobile. Okay. Um, most recently, I want I want to say it's been like almost two years. I think it's almost okay. two years. Yeah, but. But I, you know, I think what what I got confused on slightly is I do remember you telling me that with the original iPhone, you did jailbreak it, yeah, and yeah. used it on T-Mobile, yeah, because I, okay. I had I had my because side- you had the sidekick, I had that's my right, sidekick, of course. Right. Okay, yeah. So anyhow, a lot of experience and a lot of usage on T-Mobile. Obviously, myself, data wise, I, I I did as well with my sidekick, which we talked about on the sidekick episode. Um, but Sprint, especially, I mean, I've I've you know, been at my job now since 2004. And even before that, um, I'd used a Nextel phone for a couple of years. And then I moved over to my job, which was, yeah, my current job, it was they were on Nextel. And when Sprint purchased Nextel, it moved to Sprint. So what is that, 14 years now? Wow, um, that's Over crazy. 14 years? Yeah, that I've been on Sprint. So it's really, I've seen, you know, in that time period, you know, the history, you know, I mean, my first cell phone was on Sprint that I ever had in my wow. life when I was a freshman in college. Yeah, it was a <laughs> yes. And I don't know if we talked about that on the show. No, I know I I've talked about it with you, Jay. Um, I found the phone. I, man, I got to look for it. I, man, I don't, I do not know where the link is at this point, but I remember, I don't know, it may have been a year ago or two. I did do some digging and f- I figured out because it was literally back when I got my first cell phone. This is going to show my age, whatever. Back in 1999, <laughs> as a freshman in college, um, I went to the Sprint store and they had their phones. Obviously, they had branded phones that were the you know the manufacturers, yeah, Motorola yeah, yeah. or whatever. But this particular one was a very new phone. It was on Sprint's new, I guess, internet connected network at the time. I'm not quite sure if it was CDMA or not. Probably not. It was precursor to that in '99, but it wasn't. The only branding on it was Sprint. It was it was very interesting. It was, it it had, was a Sprint phone. It was, it was a, a it someone was a made sprint. it for Sprint. Sure, absolutely. Yeah. It was probably I don't know. It was probably like a Qualcomm phone or something like that. But <laughs> it was the only logo on it was Sprint. I'm not kidding, right? Um, and it was very cutting edge because in 1999 it could quote unquote go on the internet, and it was very yeah, simple. I think phone, it was like my, my first phone was like that too. It was like the baby internet, right. like like yeah. Jobs that, 
all text, but you yep. can get your you can get your horoscope. I and do. The news I and the sports scores, right? Yeah, it was but all. I, it was like sports scores, horoscopes. It was like news. Yeah. It was so like rudimentary. Yeah, yeah, but it mean you know at the same time it, it was oh like God, oh, on a cell phone. Internet. Oh, so cool, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, who cares if you can only read four lines at a time? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Any anyway, long history. Um, this has been something that has been in talks or been rumored, or I, I'd even say, not even say, I mean, this was, it was really, it was almost finalized in 2014, if you remember, Jay, um, Sprint and T-Mobile merging. And, uh, you know, it's it's funny because I remember that time where they came really close in 2014, and I just assumed that, okay, well, that's it. You know, that's, it's a wrap. But, you know, obviously they, you know, each company, both sides, they were very serious about this and they saw the benefits and obviously they kept in touch they kept the talks active behind the scenes and sure enough we got this announcement and the way that i heard about this announcement was a a joint video from john (laughs) is it pronounced john Laguerre? i I say john Laguerre. i don't know what's the correct pronunciation but um we'll go with that you're a t-mobile customer jay so i defer (laughs) and uh and sprint ceo uh marcelo clare Clare, sorry for the bad pronunciation on that. Um, I believe he's a, a Brazilian gentleman. And um, it's them sitting side by side. And it's just funny to see them side by side because famously, um, John Laguerre, I mean, he's a very colorful colorful character if you follow him on Twitter. Yeah, I mean, he's he crazy. trash talks all everybody, the other carriers, yeah. everybody. I'm sure, you know, uh, the Sprint CEO, he's by name, you know, but hey, now they're all buddy buddy and they're announcing this 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 big announcement and um if you we'll have a the video in the in the show links obviously uh but check it out it's really interesting because of the way that they frame uh this merger and really the main focus of the video and of them coming together the re- the main reason that they present is the fact that they are going to come together and join forces to build the the you know the best 5G network and you know first and foremost Jay my my reaction to that is you know excitement because you know obviously you know if there's 4G now or 4G LTE or whatever you want to call right, it whatever yeah. the exact branding is obviously there's going to be something after that um but it's just to, first and foremost the first thought to me is it, it's like I don't know I, it's not something that I've been thinking about in the past recent few years, I mean, I, I just, I, I think it's like, for me personally, the jump from three, quote unquote, 3G to 4G was just so drastic. And I'm just so satisfied with LTE to me that it's yeah. like, how what, much what, faster can right? it get? <laughs> yeah. 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 Right. Right. Yeah. But, but to, but to hear them talking about it and the benefits and, you know, a line really stuck out to me in the video and, and that, and, and I believe that the, that the, and I believe that the Sprint C, CEO, um, delivered it, which was the difference between uh, 4G and 5G is the difference between a black and white and a color television. What? Yeah, I and, I, and even... I, exactly. I love that analogy. That's a. I mean, whoever wrote that, kudos. I'm not saying that he didn't write it. Hey, I'm not. You know, it just it really jumped out to me, and it really got me excited first and foremost about the prospect of 5G. But the way that they framed it is they basically said, "Look, you know." Um, you know the United States and cell phone companies here were on the forefront of the transition of 4G, and this created, you know, X amount thousands of new jobs. This created billions of dollars in, you know, increased revenue. Yada yada yada. 
And, you know, they're saying basically, look, we need to, you know, keep the U.S. in front. We need to be on the forefront of this transition of 5G. Right. Yeah, yeah. And the only companies that can do it are them. You know, and together. they basically said, exactly, together. It, very good. Yeah. And, 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 you know, they said, you know, you know, AT&T can't do it by themselves. Verizon can't do it by themselves. But guess what? We can do it together. And they, you know, not to get too technical and, and to get into, yeah. you know, speeds and feeds. But, you know, basically they said that, you know, T-Mobile, they have the 600 megahertz spectrum, which uh, from my understanding, and oh, by the way, there's also a great link uh, that we'll also have in the show notes from The Verge. And they kind of broke down um, what the merger implications will be and what they envision you know, happening uh, in the in you know in the, in the future for this, and basically what they said was the T-Mobile 600 megahertz spectrum is great for carrying high-speed data over long distances and penetrating through city buildings. Which, from my understanding, Jay, that's gotten better it, as of late. I I, I want to say that they they acquired some spectrum. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if it's 600 megahertz or another uh, range, but. Mm-hmm. Right now, T-Mobile kind of, in my experience, it kind of sucks in um, in in buildings, and this newly oh. acquired Spectrum is supposed to help with that. So um, yeah, 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 they did. They just wanted in an yeah, auction. They did. Apparently, they which did is like, went, yeah, like a that year sounds ago. Sounds wild to me. Within a, they within they a year? sell these. They sell these spectrums at auctions. Like what? That just sounds crazy to me, right? Yeah. Can I bid? (laughs) Uh, But yeah, right now, it 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 sucks in our parking garage, and obviously Uh it's like layers of concrete, and you know we park on the second floor, and it it, we lose reception once we get into our parking garage. But Mm -hmm. um, with this newly acquired uh, spectrum, you know, supposedly Mm -hmm. that's gonna that's gonna go away, and I am like looking forward to that, and. Um, before I, you know, I don't want to steal your thunder, but yeah, this whole no, Sprint no. T-Mobile thing, um, I think it's, it's potentially, I'm on the side of like, yeah, this, this might be good for everybody going from mm-hmm. four major carriers to three. Yeah. Yeah. And, and just to quickly, like, just to add to that. So T-Mobile has this 600 megahertz. I'm not sure if that's the current one or the one that they won in that auction, but that's kind of what they're bringing to the right, table. Right, right. Sprint has a 2.5 gigahertz uh, spectrum, which apparently is more of like it's more widely deployed and it's in more yeah. random spots than, than the T-Mobile spectrum. So basically bringing them all together, they're going to have this much larger exactly. uh, footprint. And, yep. you know, it sounds obvious, but it's important to kind of keep in mind in terms of kind of filling in the blanks and the weak spots and them complementing right. each other in that yep. regard. Yep. Um, and basically they say that T-Mobile, which basically, which, by the way, let me just mention, T-Mobile is kind of the main party in this whole yeah, thing it, and front yeah yeah this, this company moving forward after if it's approved uh moving forward it's going to carry the t-mobile name sprint's going to go away yeah um, yeah definitely definitely so um it, it, you know they're saying numbers wise it's going to have 30 times greater network capacity than t-mobile currently i mean that's that's that to me that's a huge win you know yeah, it, it, i can't wait <laughs> yeah i mean it's it still will fall short of the capacity of AT&T and Verizon individually, by the way, but it's going to put them on par yeah. with them Level way more so. Field, yeah. Absolutely. And, and you know, in terms of customers, by the way, you're looking at uh, the new T-Mobile, obviously with Sprint combined, serving 90 million customers, which puts them right up there with AT&T, which currently is, is at 93 million, and then Verizon, the leader, at 116 million. So it really... 
like you said, Jay, it's gonna it's gonna bring them in. It's gonna level the playing field. Um, and what they claim, if you ask, you know, the gear and and um, the uh, the uh, Sprint CEO, sorry, his name is escaping me right now, Marcelo. Marcelo, they claim that this is going to create a situation where they're going to be able to come and they're going to be able to comp- compete more directly with um, AT&T and Verizon, and therefore that will cause AT&T and Verizon to, they're going to have a basically a, a, a price war, and it's going to cause pricing to come down because they're going to be more, able to more aggressively compete with them. They're going to stick likely to their uncarrier strategy, yep. you know, have these great contracts, no hidden fees, all these added perks, um, you know, very aggressive like they've been doing. I think they're going to kind of stick to that. And they claim, again, that's going to lead to lower prices for consumers. Well, that's all fine and dandy. It sounds pretty logical. However, there is evidence that, yep. you know, proof to mm-hmm. the contrary. And I learned this in, in, in doing the research and reading that Verge article, but apparently in... Uh, Canada, Canada. Yep. There's three major carriers, and prices are much higher than ours. Yeah. And that was interesting yeah. to read that. And I didn't. Know that's it. like, yeah, that's like, whoa. That immediately, yeah, <laughs> kind of causes me to go, yeah. wait a minute. That doesn't. That doesn't make this sound. Yeah. You know, price like, wise, too good anymore. <laughs> like if you look at, um, I think Gruber when when this news broke, Gruber had the um, he had the most. Uh, like I was like, oh, I didn't know what to think of it, and then he came mm-hmm. out. With, you know, he posted on his website. And he had a pretty like logical take on it. It's like okay, um, Verizon and AT and T they're they're obviously huge, right? And then you mm-hmm. have T Mobile and Sprint where they're 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 lesser uh, they're lesser carriers. And yeah. for for if they combine, then you have a formidable third uh, carrier that could easily you know that can take on AT and T and Verizon. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was like, oh yeah, that makes sense. And then the Ver- I, I read the Verge article, and then they were like, oh, but you know, people often point to Canada. They only have three carriers, and yeah. their wireless, you know, their their monthly plans are higher than what we currently have. And I was like, oh dang, <laughs> like uh-huh, uh-huh. I was like, damn, it, it's you know, there's there's two sides, and and you know, Canada has yes. three carriers, and and they have the higher monthly monthly prices like oh maybe it's not so great after all and uh, mm-hmm. i was listening to upgrade uh was it yesterday yeah yesterday mm-hmm. and they mm-hmm. they talked about this and um crap what was, what was my point i was gonna bring up this uh this allagash is getting to me too much allagash no okay i got it um <laughs> so you know uh, T-Mobile, you know, obviously, you know, they 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 lured me away from AT and T, and they uh, have been acquiring new customers, but mostly mm-hmm. at the expense of Sprint, you know, the, the lesser carriers. So mm-hmm. they're not necessarily taking away customers from AT and T or Verizon. They're just like, you know, the yeah. Sprint is the weakest of the four, and they're just they're they're just taking customers from from Sprint, yes. leaving AT and T and Verizon as still kind of like the big fish. So. Their whole argument is like, you know, look, if we combine with Sprint, then we can really take on AT&T and Verizon. Right, right. Yeah, that make, and, and again, from that perspective, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, Absolutely. yeah there's so many sides to, the, to this thing. Yeah, it, th- totally. And, you know, I think that my first impression and, and my gut is telling me that that's going to be the case. And I don't know, I... It's again. Watch the video. It's really interesting. I mean, Laguerre, he's the star of the show. You know, mm-hmm. Sprint CEO, 
I mean, Sprint's second fiddle on this. They're the ones being acquired, and it's interesting to see it on the video. I mean, I mean, this guy, he's very impo- imposing, you know, quite frankly. He's sure. kind of a bigger guy. He's got this deep, you know, <laughs> Latin voice, you know. I mean, it's just like, whoa, you know. Um, but, you know, Laguerre, 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 whatever. Laguerre. The T-Mobile CEO. The T-Mobile dude in the pink shirt. He <laughs> is, I don't know, you know, it, it, it's interesting just in passing, not in passing, but just to see him online and in videos and presenting himself, you know, in this image as this like, you know, doesn't give an F attitude and, you know, he's going to stick up for the little guys. It, it's for me personally, I want to believe him. He comes off as he's very, very char- he's very charismatic. Yeah, totally. Ex- nailed it, Jay. Nailed it. And it's like when he says, these things that he's saying in the video, it's like, okay, yeah, I can I see you. that. You know, I, yeah, thank you, Jay. Thank you. Man, this Allagash is great. I mean, this is just bing, bang, boom. And yeah, and it's just like, you know, it doesn't, I don't get the impression in terms of, you know, my exposure to him and, and his track record that they're going to come together and they're going to do something off or weird or not deliver on their intention to build out this this 5G network and, you know, create... Oh, here's another thing really quick before I forget, Jay, is that, you know, they're saying rural, rural America, they're going to, you know, build tons of stores, they're going to have better coverage, they're going to offer a lot more resources for folks out there living in the sticks. And, you know, though that that's not me, I live in a fairly, you know, suburban you know, close to San Francisco, Melotrop, Melotropolin, Metro, <laughs> Metropolitan, Melotropolin, Neapolitan area. Um, <laughs> uh, man, this Allagash is great. Uh, you know, it's, it's, that's, that's cool. That's cool to hear that they're yeah. looking to better serve the citizens of this country. I yeah. don't know. That just, it, 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 it kind of left a good taste in my mouth that, yeah, I mean, Obviously, that's going to be more business for them. But you know, it, it's it. I can kind of see that perspective where somebody that does live in the sticks having limited options, and hey, you know, the best carrier is some, you know, whatever whatever it's called, the M, whatever the secondary, like the M- MVNO. Yeah, like a like a boost or like the Metro like PCS. Yeah, Metro or even like a uh, Cricket or whatever, cricket, yeah. and that's their only. Yeah, that's their only option. Um, that's that's kind of cool to to hear him saying, yeah, we're going to build stores, we're going to hire people, we're going to create jobs, and we're going to give these people more more options and more availability for better service. That that's cool. Yeah, and, and one of the knocks on T-Mobile, and and I've experienced this myself, is the coverage when you're not in a urban or suburban mm-hmm. area mm-hmm. close to a major city. It's terrible. Yeah. Like when we drive down to yeah. SoCal. There's, yeah, there's, there's I've a couple, yeah, there's a couple patches of on the five where it's just like, you know, there's no service and, mm-hmm. you know, it's always in the back of my head, like crap, what happens, you know, God forbid if something were to happen while we're driving down to SoCal mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and we're on the side of the road, we don't have cell service and that, that would yeah. be awful. And, yeah. um, you know, this, this whole merger thing would, would help out in, in that, uh, scenario and totally. um, you know they're going to team up with team or with Sprint and fill out the gaps basically. And mm-hmm. as a T-Mobile customer, as a, a happy T-Mobile customer, I am looking forward. I like I would I would wholeheartedly welcome this, um, if only for the fact that they're going to fill out you know the 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 blind the 
the places with no service. Um, so yeah. yeah, I'm looking forward to this if it goes through. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. Um, another thing that the Verge article pointed out is that you know this needs to be approved by the yeah. Department of Justice, the FCC, and they said that though um, that great fine gentleman, what's his name, Ajit Pai, yeah. Um, Even though he seems open to it, uh, they're saying that you know uh, the folks over there at the DOJ, you know him included, are a lot of the same people that put a stop to the original talks back in 2014. So it's kind of like cautious optimism in that regard because I mean, who's to say that they won't do the same thing this time? Yeah, yeah, and and didn't. AT&T tried to buy T-Mobile. I don't know if that was the, the, what you were referencing in 2014, but I know AT&T tried to buy T-Mobile uh, in yeah, the past. I, and then it, I remember it got, that too. It got blocked. I think that was before, but no, this was literally, Jay, this was T-Mobile and Sprint. Oh, they tried to, they, same, they tried to do it before. Yeah, same thing. Th- same thing. And I don't know if it, I mean, obviously it didn't get to the point where they released a video or a press sure. release or whatever. Yeah. So, I, I mean, you know, I don't know the logistics specifically, but um, yeah, no, it was it was you know, T-Mobile and Sprint, absolutely. So, you know, it's cautious, again, cautious optimism. We'll see what happens. Um, Obviously, there are some cons. You know, there's the Canada situation. Uh, Is, is, you know, is one less competitor really going to create a better marketplace for the consumer? Obviously, that remains to be seen. But I don't know. I just, I I, I believe. I'm kind of for this. Yeah, I am too. And you know, as a longtime Sprint customer, you know what blew my again reading the article. Things that you kind of know in the back of your mind, but don't really kind of realize or get reminded of. I mean, Sprint, their voice is still on CDMA, That's which insane. if you, I, I was like, it, it is. It, it kind of like I thought about it for a minute. I was like, it is, isn't it? I mean, it's it's crazy to think of. Just how behind Sprint is in certain areas, how are and they they're going to. I mean, it's it's just in it's Jay. It's in, I'm telling you, it's insane. And and again, I've said it before on the show, and I'll say it again. Where it's at currently, Sprint. I would no offense to anybody. I personally, having used them for the past damn near 15 years, I would never use them as my primary cell carrier. I'm sorry, that's just my honest opinion. Yeah. That's as a long time. Dare I say loyal Sprint user? I don't want to say loyal. It's for work, whatever. <laughs> but <laughs> I wouldn't. And it's just crazy. And I mean, you know, they go on to say that they would aggressively transition Sprint, the network, to um, uh, voice over LTE. Yeah. Which is, you know, what T-Mobile offers, you know, AT&T, which is the standard now. And again, like you said, Jay, I mean, yeah, I'm for it because based on everything they're talking about, they're, they're going to really complement each other. And to hear them saying, hey, we're committed to the future. We're looking towards that. We want to be pioneers. We want to be leaders in the wireless world. You know, we're, yeah. we're you know, we're first and foremost focused on, on, on 5G. I mean, that's just, I mean, I, I can't, I can't even imagine what 5G would, would, would be. It's just, <laughs> just the concept to me is like right. mind blowing how, right. I mean, instantaneous everything. Yeah, I, I mean, based on how fast everything is now, right, Jay? It's like, Faster than that? I mean, what what is that even? How is that even? Uh, I know, I know. I'm 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 currently uh, right? I'm happy with my speeds right now. And <laughs> yeah, I'm thrilled. I mean, it's like better than that. What? Like, <laughs> yeah. But you know, it's yeah. you know, this, I don't know what's around the corner. I'm 
yeah. I'm not psychic, but yeah, I'm just looking forward to um, uh, when they implement 5G. And and I just want to say, um, you know, this is still, you know, it's still pending approval. And then and yeah. even if they are approved, you know, you're merging two giant corporations together. This is going to take years. Oh, I think the the t- years. The, yeah. the Verge article said that uh, we're you know, maybe talking about like t- in the 2020s before this is all said and done. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Um, well, yeah. I'm sure we'll be talking about this for years to come. Um, it's it, but they announced it. Um, first steps were taken. They're they're they've announced that they're gonna merge. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, yeah, we will see. I mean, I think Jay, we're you know in terms of us, you and I, on and this podcast, I think that we're, I think definitely we got two votes of. Yeah, I'm, I'm all votes. for this. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so we'll see how the uh, FCC votes and the Department of Justice. But uh, good luck to all parties involved. And I think that I, yeah, I'm pretty. I'm. I feel pretty good that that consumers will end up benefiting from this overall. So uh, yeah, we'll just uh, we'll toast to uh, T-Mobile <laughs> and Sprint. Yeah. Cheers, man. Um, cheers. How you doing on your? Your Allagash. I'm still Jay. working on mine, dude. <laughs> oh, I totally am. By the way, the the size of this bottle, we're, we, we've been it's doing... It's not a bomber, right? It's it's larger than a bomber. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So this is uh, this is coming in at uh, 1.9.4 fluid ounces. So It's a 750 um, ml. Yeah. My math is uh, <laughs> terrible. I don't... I cannot do mental math, especially when I'm a little <laughs> bit buzzed. It's... it's I mean... I'm telling you, man, ask my wife. There's been times where we've gone to like Vegas or somewhere where we'll be um, gambling. And I really like playing blackjack. Mm. And, uh, you know, there'll be a couple of times where I've had one too many Coors Lights. Free ones, by the way. Yeah. I can't. Yeah. You know how it is at the table. (laughs) Keep them coming. But it's just like, yeah, no, I can't count. And I'll literally have to ask her, like, what is that? You know, and she'll give me a look. And, you know, before long, she's like, yeah, you're, yeah, you're okay. You're bust. Yeah. You're, yeah. Cash out. Let's get out of here. But no, um, this is so sixteen plus nine is what, Jay? Come on, help me out here. Twenty-five. Thank you. So this does exceed the normal twenty-two ounces of a bomber, and I have to say that I probably have at least a good eight ounces left on mine. So. Yeah, I probably had a bomber's worth so far. I who went last time first? I don't remember. <laughs> oh, man. All right. I don't want to roast. My brother always corrects me. He says it's Rochambeau or Poe, and I always forget what he says when he corrects me. So, Esteban, I don't know. Um, Jay, you go first I'll because go first. this was your pick. Sure, yeah. I picked the beer. Uh, to be honest, this is the first time I've had this beer. Um, I'm, I've been a fan of Allagash for the longest time. I think one of the first times I've had Allagash um, – I, I I was into um, Blue Moon and they didn't and you know this was when I was I didn't know any better, and the yeah. bartender was like, oh, if you want something similar to Blue Moon, try uh, Allagash White, and I was like, okay, which was which was his way of saying you want something better than Blue Moon, <laughs> yeah, right? Who yeah. knows? That's probably yeah. why, he, why he said that. Oh, I, I don't doubt it. Yeah, yeah. So, not to talk <laughs> about Blue Moon, Blue Moon, but I mean Allagash is true craft and Blue right. Moon, as we know, right? Right. Anyway, go on. Um, so yeah been a fan of Allagash for, for, for a minute. Uh, first time I've had Trapel. Um, and dude, like I'm obviously biased. I like Allagash, but I was seriously blown away by this beer. Um, oh. I'm a fan of Belgians and, 
we've had them on the show before. I've mentioned that I, I like them because they're strong and they go down pretty easy. And they come in these large, larger than life, uh, bigger than bomber size <laughs> bottles. Um, it, I was thoroughly, thoroughly impressed. I did not know what to expect. Uh, mm-hmm. I've, you know, Le Fin du Monde was like my go-to for for like a Belgian because yeah. it was cheap. It was like it comes in like less than ten bucks. This one was like mm-hmm. twelve mm-hmm. bucks. I don't know how much you paid for it, which is still yeah, not same, bad same. for 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 the amount of beer that you get. Mm-hmm. Um, just reading off the description, uh, all all the tasting notes that they described came through. Uh, the for the taste, you know, it was super smooth. It was clean. It was crisp. Um, dude, I think I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it a five as far as as the beer, man. Like I hey. can't find anything wrong with it. Like to yeah. be honest, like I seriously blown away like i had no expectation i've never had this before but trying it for the first time those first few sips i was just like dude alagash you know they've been around i think i was reading the bottle they've been around since like 1995 Mm -hmm. but dude they make some damn good beer and um just kind of off to the going off to the side. Uh, there's this bottle. They have a barrel age uh, Belgian called Curio, mm-hmm. and okay. it's oh, it's always over twenty bucks. And I've had my eye on it. I'm like, I want to mm. know how much. I want to know how that tastes. And like, this is kind of having this is kind of pushing me towards like, dude, just buy that bottle on a special occasion. It'll probably blow you away based on what I've had so far with the Tripel. Perfect five for me. Jay, it's a great rating, and I learned something new. It's pronounced tripel. I, <laughs> I, I say tripel. No, you're, I mean, that sounds completely right. And <laughs> I'm just, I don't know, I'm an idiot, but I'm an idiot for good beer. And this is not just a good beer, this is a great beer, Jay. And really quickly, just to offer some context and maybe some, a bit of a correction, I guess. Um, we, I was getting, see, was, I was kind of cloudy <laughs> in, my <laughs> mind, in my mind, and I'm looking through our Instagram page, and sure, we, yeah. did, we did feature La Fin de Dumont on episode 16, and actually, I don't, rem- I didn't quite like that one, Jay, I don't, I think I gave it like a three or something, and you were a little bit taken aback, which, hey, it happens, <laughs> our palettes aren't identical, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. But I was very impressed with the Saison Saison, DuPont. I was very impressed with that one. That was excellent. (laughs) Um, That was number two. So as for for number three, the Allagash Trippel, I am almost blown away. I I guess is the best way to put this uh, on this one, and uh, not being too well versed in this style, and this not being a go to for me style wise. Yeah. Um, I have to say that I think that a big factor in this was, I don't want to say palate fatigue, but I have been noticing as of late. And, you know, this is something that I'm sure a lot of listeners can relate to Jay, maybe yourself. We haven't talked about it too, too much, but you know, it, it can get sometimes as of late, I've been noticing it's like, Oh, okay. Hazy IPA. Sure. Uh, yeah. Know, oh, right. it's the juice, but it's like, eh. you know, I, as of late, it's like 
there have been times where I've just been having so much of that style that it's just like, you know, um, I'm not quite in the mood for that right now, which is like odd in a sense because it's like, okay, if this is what I like, this is what I like. But you know what? Um, Variety is the spice of life. And I think that that, you know, old phrase rings true with beer for me personally more than anything because you know you have too much of something no matter how good it is you're gonna get tired of it to whatever extent that is and having been you know had you know hazy ipas double ipas consistently for whatever amount of time (laughs) days weeks months years um it's just really refreshing it's really just oh it's great to have this change of pace but besides that I know this is a little long-winded. I do want to say that just overall rating this, grading this in terms of my enjoyment of this, um, not quite a 5J. I was close, but I'm going to give it a 4.75. Oh, nice. I saw, I saw something. Yeah. And, and, and you know, I have to say the only reason I'm not giving it a 5 is because it's just a little bit, and I'm when I say a little bit, I mean it's a little strong. bit. No, no. It's not strong. Okay. okay. It's Sorry. not strong. I... I Guess what, Jay? As it is warmed, got better. <laughs> it's yeah, it's almost gotten smoother for me. I can't, right, right. I can't. So, so I can't you... taste a hint of alcohol. Well, the reason the reason yeah, I'm yeah. giving it a four seven five and not a five, quite frankly, is because it's just a little bit too sweet for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a little, okay. just a little bit. You know? I, and that's 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 how Belgians are. I mean, that's yeah, that's one of their yeah. signatures. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I, I'm not a fan sometimes, but um, no, no, yeah, that's, yeah, that's totally fair. Yeah. I mean, if they were able to somehow pull off a little bit less sweetness, a little bit more crispness, maybe a tart element sure. with this somehow, and I may be just talking out of my ass on this <laughs> for not being familiar with the style. Hey, I'd love to hear from those of you listening. Hit me up um, on Instagram at IBU underscore Nick. I'm all ears. But, um, you know, another another kind of element, you know, I don't know, Um to cut that sweetness a little bit, it could have put it over the top for me. But overall, I am extremely impressed. And the main takeaway that that I that I'm experiencing from this is now I get the hype behind Allagash. And when I first started drinking craft beer, I quickly learned about Allagash. I had their white. I, I liked it, you know, uh, being a b- fan of Blue Moon like yourself, Jay. But yeah. it didn't. I didn't really stick with it i didn't continue to seek it out because you know i don't know about you jay but i got i started getting ipas and the trend you know five six years ago or whatever it is now was you know those hoppy beers and i got a taste for the bitterness and those hot bombs so i didn't really quite stick with the style but i guess having come full circle now in 2018 it's almost like i'm like (laughs) I'm getting tongue-tied saying it, but really I'm like almost to the point where I'm like, whoa, like why haven't I been getting more of these beers? Like, yeah. you know, I was I was really impressed by that Cezanne DuPont, but it wasn't quite to this extent. But m- for the first time from sampling Belgians on the show, Jay, and from your recommendation, this is legit a beer that yeah. I am going to seek That's out awesome. actively. Nice. And- when I get it, you know, just, you know, change the pace. You sure, know, obviously yeah, yeah. my primary, I love IPAs, PLLs, whatever, you know, you guys all know. But this is great. Like, I would like, this is a great bottle to 
based on the ABV to like split with someone, you know, yeah. like hanging out with your buddy and, you know, you're just, you're going to split a bottle or, you know, like a, like a, um, like a family member or, you know, your dad or whatever. Um, this is a really good bottle. It's easily approachable. I would be shocked right. if somebody, if I were to hand somebody like a casual beer drinker, um, uh, a pour of this and yeah. somebody telling me, Oh, I don't like this. Like, I'd be like, Whoa, like, like, do you like beer? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, it, no, you, yeah, you hit like, it. Like, yeah, it's totally approachable. Yeah. I could picture m- me and my dad and my brother like splitting a bottle of this and, totally. and enjoying it. Like we would yeah. all enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Jay. Yeah. But no, I mean, you, you nailed it on this one and, uh, very impressed with this four, seven, five. I like your five rating. And um, in the meantime, Jay, where can folks send you Tripel recommendations? I'm all ears. Uh, You can hit me up. I write over at HumbleNerd.com. You can hit me up on Twitter and untapped at Jay Torres. And I'm starting to post a little bit more pictures over on Instagram. I'm at Bay Area Beer Life on Instagram. I got a new nickname for Jay. He's the extra crispy beer (laughs) colonel because, man... Check out those check out those pictures. Jay's kind I'm of trying. you know he's I'm being trying. a humble he's being a humble nerd, everyone. <laughs> check out his shots. He's he's <laughs> like he's nailing his 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 photos. I gotta give Jay major props. You can check out our our posts. Some of them just are just photos, some of them we throw text on there, whatever. Music sometimes. Um, you can check those out on Instagram at IBU Podcast. Uh, also at Twitter, drop us a line. Uh, my personal Instagram is at IBU underscore Nick. My Twitter is at uh, at Nick Pro instead of a O at the end. It's a zero. Don't ask why. It's a long story <laughs> and it'll bore you. Um, our website is internetbeerusers.com. And I'm trying to think of where else you can get a hold of us, Jay. Some help on this? Is that pretty much it? That I think it? you hit it all. Did I hit it all? You're good. Yeah, and you know when you drink like 27 <laughs> ounces of a 9.2 Tripel, you start to forget a couple of things. But what I haven't forgotten is all the fun that I'm having, uh, really talking tech and beer with you, Jay, and all of you that are listening. And I can't wait to do it again next week. And until then, Jay. Until then, Nick. Cheers, man. Cheers. <laughs> Dude, I totally know how you feel when like, you just want everything to be, or you just want everyone to be asleep or just like settled down before you can do anything else. Oh, totally, man. I, I do. And it's just like, <clears throat> now I get it. It's like, it's totally, <laughs> it's one thing to like have a friend or somebody in your family or whatever has a kid and they're like, hey, man, I'm dealing with my kid yeah. or I'm putting my kid down, you know, with you. It's like, I got it. You know, I was like, oh, it's all good. But it's like, uh, holding entirely to actually experience it <laughs> yep. and be able to relate to somebody experiencing it. It's like, yep. dude, the stress level, it's like, yep. you know, yeah. it's like, so that's just like, just go like whatever, like, you know, Jay can edit it out if he's crying. It's just like, it's not about that. It's like, it's, it's, I can't in your head. I you want everyone to be okay. Fine. Yeah. Yeah, yep. exactly. It's like, I can't concentrate like right. knowing that he's, you know, but he's, he literally just like, Got cried out right now, so it's like, oh, God, I need this beer, man. I need this. Oh, I need I lo- this golden ale. I love it, man. I mean, I feel for you. But <laughs> oh, oh, thanks. I feel for you, but I'm glad that you can like. You can. Wait a minute. Really-
Ed, did I do, did I bring it in last show? I think so. Oh, I did, huh? That's right, because you did read the description. I for did read, the, yeah, um, I did read it. You did, huh? Yeah, no, I, dude. I think it was like, you know, when like you don't really sleep much and you start to like have weird <laughs> thoughts that aren't even true. You know, like, like oh, I was like, man. literally, like, you don't understand, dude. Today, you, you suggested the beer. I was like, oh, that's a good choice. I'm down, you know, whatever. Yeah. And I go, and in my head right after, I go, oh, cool. I'm I'm due to bring it in so Jay can start talking about the beer right away, which is completely not, is false. <laughs> but in my mind, it made sense. So I was like, oh, Jay can talk about the beer that you picked, but it's clearly not the case. I, but you, I mean, you, I'm still going to have you talk about okay, it, though, okay, by yeah, the way. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> 